existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. I almost read the title of the episode <laughs> instead of saying To Ellen Back. I was like, and this is Lead, Follow, or Get, get out, out of the way. way. That's not how we start the show at all. Yeah. Hi, Reese. Hi, Carly. How are you? Fine. Great. Yeah. It sounds like maybe you're exhausted from yeah. this st- stretch of episodes. I sure am. I am too. Uh, I think... I mean, we're getting, we're almost at the end. We're, we're getting there. Slowly but surely, we are making our way through it. Um, but if I had had the option before this episode that I could leave, follow, or get out of the way, I would have gotten out of the way. I would have led myself somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But instead, we're here. Because I'm a Taurus. I have to feel like a leader. But I still <laughs> will be getting out of the way. And probably I didn't want to get out of bed in the first place. Right, exactly. I have a very comfortable bed. Yeah. Me too. Love my bad. So yeah, today's episode is 309, lead, follow, or get out of the way. What does that have to do with this episode? We'll find out. (laughs) Spoiler alert, uh, very little. I'd say virtually nothing. Um, Original air date, March 5th, 2006, written by Eileen Chaikin and directed by Moises Kaufman, best known for creating The Laramie Project. Um, Also is a gay person Mm. and Jewish. Whoa, just just like like us. us. (laughs) Oh, you're Jewish too? Oh, wait, we should... Hey, we have a special <laughs> guest here. I'm going to introduce her right now. Please welcome to the pod, Kim Hoffman. Oh, hey. Oh. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, you guys. Um, please tell tell the audience a little about yourself. Well, I'm a writer. I'm a lesbian. <gasps> I'm a breast cancer survivor. Those are some some keynotes, I'd say. Those are some bullet points. Bullet points, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. What is your Elward origin story? Oh, uh, okay. Elward origin story, if you may, uh, if we go back to uh, Blockbuster Video. Oh, hell yeah. I'm very uh, familiar. Right. Love, love uh, Blockbuster. Big fan. Big, big fan. fan. I uh, love their work. took my mom's card there one night, was 20 years old, home for like a college break, like a winter break. And uh, I'd say the DVDs found me, you know, <laughs> just kind of off there in the corner. And I, I think I had to catch up on season one. But then took took that right back to school, was dating a bisexual boy at the time awesome. who had that, that classic like college dorm kiss, girl kiss poster <laughs> above yes. his bed. Oh, my God. Right. So what I'm saying yes. is my Elward the origin kiss. story is like my coming out story because <laughs> it was very like, wait a minute. Oh, what do I do with all this information? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you knew about the show. I did. Well, and I found out about it because I was watching like a YouTube montage video of lesbians kissing. <laughs> And I was and I was like, Among Us. I was like, who is this? And I think it was the Jenny Marina kiss in the bathroom. And then there was maybe like a Shane kiss tossed in. And I was like, I have to watch this show immediately. Like, what is this content? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you suspect that you were queer already? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because as a kid, I was very exploratory at sleepovers, I would say. Oh, boy. And then I but I lived in a conservative state. I lived in Florida. So I was very like. <laughs> like it was maybe a little dangerous to come out or consider coming out in some respects. I, I saw how people who came out were treated. So I, I never did until after I graduated college, actually. So uh, may, yeah. if I may, where in Florida? 
uh, Fort Myers, Ooh. Southwest Florida, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to school at UCF. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I went to Stetson. So oh, yeah. I was just going from one small town to the next. Yeah. And yeah. What a fun state. Do you have any favorite characters? Yeah, well, uh, as a Jewish queer from originally... All Jew-pod. All yes. Jew-pod today. Jews, 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 <laughs> Jews. Before we moved to Florida, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Pretty similar parallel to where Jenny Schechter lived. So I... I from the jump watching, you know, it was undeniable. I was like, okay, I relate. <laughs> I see you, Jenny Schechter. You see me. It's fine. But, you know, with maybe like a moon and Alice Piazeki as well. Mm. Maybe a little Venus and Shane. Maybe a little <laughs> Mars and Carmen. I don't know. Gets weird. I got it. I yeah. totally got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we get into it? Let's get into Let's it. Let's do this. Well, we open. Right where we opened last time with Tracy Bonham, the girl in the window. <laughs> I love that Alice's next door neighbor is Tracy Bonham, and she's only been featured in two cold opens and never referenced ever no. by name. By she's not in a scene. Alice doesn't bump into her getting out of her car one day. Yeah, incredible stuff. So, so like Dana's walking out of her breakup with Alice, and of course, as predicted, Lara is waiting in the car outside. I can't stand Lara. Can I just say that? I don't I don't know how you guys feel about Lara, but I was relieved for her to be gone in this episode because she must have she calls Dana baby every second she gets. And yeah. I can't stand it. I am not a huge like obviously okay. she's hot. Yeah and, yeah, and she's tall she's and I like that. Fine. But she's but her whole personality seems to be kind of like cocking her head sideways oh. and talking in a little bit of like a patronizing tone of voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's yeah. super patronizing. Um hey. I remember I liked her when they first I liked her in season one yeah. when they had to when they did the mission, mission with the figs, the sweet yeah. little figs. I really <laughs> liked her in those like first few episodes, and yeah. then I have not liked her at no. all since. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Unfortunately. And so we find out also that, like, a- according to Dana, she did not break up with Alice for Lara. That is a lie. Uh, because it <laughs> just wasn't working, which I have I have some questions about that. I have okay. a lot of questions. Number one, all we were shown on the <laughs> show was, like, Alice getting super jealous and you lying to her and gaslighting her. Yeah. Did you guys ever discuss anything? <laughs> did you have, like, any serious conversations where you were both honest? <laughs> that would be my first question. And then my yeah. second question would be, why are you lying? <laughs> it really feels like this scene is like the precursor to Robin's call your girlfriend. Like the whole conversation oh, yeah. is basically that yeah. song. So basically like the L word created that song. Yeah. Like most things, the L word created most things. Yeah. And then of course it ends ominously where, you know, she's like, we can wait to have our first kiss. Cause we have all the time in the world. Oh God. She's going to uh, die. Yeah. I mean, that's just some real Chekhov's <laughs> calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime someone's talking about how much time they have left and it being a lot. New term, Chekhov's calendar. And then we go... Wait, quick question. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the theme song and the opening credits? Do you have any uh, opinions? Oh, I, I don't have any opinions about the opening theme song. I'm, I love the season one. They could have just kept that the entire time. Yeah. It's like a dial-up, like, yeah. but futuristic. <laughs> yeah, I dug that a lot, so... We uh, go to the silent retreat where Jennifer Beals is very far along in her pregnancy. She's <coughs> months and months in. Yeah. So she's wearing just a whole bed. All the bedding is just. She's <laughs> a bed, bath and beyond display. Yeah. yeah bed, bed, bath and beyond. Oh, shit. 
was so good. So she's oh, just like was good. walking in a silent circle with like monks, I guess. I like yeah. to think that they're doing some this. Hot monks. Yeah. Some yeah. sexy monks. Hot some sexy monks. monks. I like to think that they're just constantly perpetually in a circle. Mm. Like yeah. there's no, they don't yeah. stop to rest or right. take naps. And even though life. we see them stopping to do other things. I just like to think that they're constantly in motion. Yeah. And I'm like. It's like a merry-go-round of monks. A monk go around. <laughs> Merry go. Mon- nope, oh, no. Okay. No. That was right. a one time only. Back in Los Angeles, we go to the Shia Brasserie. <laughs> <laughs> well, where Helena's introducing Dylan to her kids. Is she introducing them? Because they're acting like they are best friends with her. Yeah, they're her like, kids we have love attached Dylan. It's so <laughs> weird. It's always so weird. The kids are all, they always act like they are very familiar with all of her, her uh, lovers. Yeah. So I was, I wasn't entirely sure how much time they've actually spent together <laughs> at this point. But again, time doesn't exist on the right. show. So. No, it doesn't. They want Dylan to come to swimming lessons with them. <laughs> which by the way, she doesn't. She does not. Also, the swimming right. lessons are at Bettentina's oh, house. God. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Helena like touches Dylan's arm, and she acts like Helena just went down on her in a in, public in a public square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like not here. And it's, it's like uh, what people touch each other's arms all the time. Yeah. It's, it's not, not sexual. sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But I don't think anyone in there is like, oh, my God, is that famous documentary filmmaker Dylan Moreland touching <laughs> arms with Helena Peabody? With Helena Peabody of wow. Peabody Shaolin <laughs> Studios and the, the, the Peabody Foundation, daughter Probably. of Peggy. Now we go to Rodeo Drive. I don't know if that's where we are. I wasn't sure. It was hard to tell. But Dana is holding a bag from Gucci. That's all I could make out from the bag she's holding. One of them's from Gucci. She looked amazing. I yeah, love this like did. mauve beret head wrap wrap dress ensemble it felt, it felt very like jenny Schechter with her haircut in season two walking <laughs> mm. down the sidewalk with shane i don't know i liked it it was her glory moment yeah she i thought she's there's this it's like a, um the first moment we've seen in a long time where it's like dana's like a little bit more like herself yeah exactly she's like hanging out with alice they're being cute together yeah and she stares at a mannequin and is like it's like looking at the mirror <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Alice is like, well, bald is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And then the line, Dana's like, I like doing stuff with you. I like my favorite person to do stuff with. Like that line comes into my head all the time. Like when I feel that way about somebody, I always say exactly that from this show. It made me think of, again, Generation Q with (laughs) Sophie telling Uh Finley, it's like, you're like the best part of my my day. day. That's right. It totally made me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Same very similar chemistry. Yeah. I like that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Dana talks about how she's going to be like a sports commentator. And then that's never brought up again. She asks if she misses Lara and she says, yeah, I do. But it's different with you. Yeah. And they're like is. back together as besties. They kind of have a moment. But I remember watching this originally and I thought, ooh, they're going to get back together. That's what I oh. thought as well originally. That would have been nice. Right. Instead of just one last <laughs> romp in the hay. Well, yeah. Oh, boy. Then we go to the planet. The planet? I know. Or, or are we? At, or is it? I, okay, I was really confused because yeah. why? No, is they're at the planet. They're at the kids planet. there, kids like there. running things. But yeah, then in the next scene, they're all at wax, <laughs> and Kit's not there, and right. they also have the same flyers. It's a flyer continuity issue. I think they're, it is. they first went to well, the they're planet. They're putting up flyers. To put up the they're flyers. Flyering. They're yeah. flyering. Oh, We're flyering. Right. We're yeah. flyering at the planet. Um, and Jenny's hanging the signs. She goes, "Oh shoot! I should have called it. Take my breasts away." 
I honestly thought that was hilarious. Yes. I love that. Yeah, yes. the, the 80s theme. I don't mm-hmm. love when she's like, it's tragic. That was not the correct word. Right, right, right. And then when she explains it, it sort of sounds better. But like, it's just like 80s puns. Yeah. Taking the like scariness away from something that yeah. can be scary and making it like celebratory and yeah. and tongue in cheek. And then we go to a moment that will forever go down in oh, Elwood history. <laughs> this is rewatching this ruined uh, me yesterday yeah, like yeah, like ruined my life and it's funny because i think like i said in the last week's episode when i was watching this for the first time and like we knew nothing about trans anything like after she finished her speech like my friends applauded and were like yes like i remember laney on the couch wow. being like yes yes the show is siding with kit right yes like the, sh- the kit is the mouthpiece of the writer's room at that time which was also like a very big discourse thing at the time like that trans men were butches who were betraying their womanhood or whatever. Right. right. So Kit basically says to Max, like, I know what you're doing is real. There's going to be consequences. And Max is like always repeating. I don't feel comfortable in my body. I don't feel comfortable in my body. That's like the only thing they ever have him say about being trans. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much more to it than that. Yes. It's <laughs> so much more nuanced than that. <laughs> yeah. Writers. And by doing that, they make it again. They're almost treating it like it's like cosmetic surgery. You know? Right. Yeah. And she's like, removing your breasts and changing yourself to a man isn't going to solve all your problems. And it saddens me to see so many of our strong butch girls giving up their womanhood to be a man. You know, we're losing our warriors, our greatest women, and I don't want to lose you. And then she talks about being, what if she felt white inside? Yeah. That, things really go off the rails there. Yeah. Yeah, they did. This At this point in the conversation, I was so angry and <laughs> exasperated so angry. that all I could do was focus on Max's new facial hair and how it was a little bit off center. Yeah, his goatee <laughs> was like not centered. <laughs> oh, and he's so and, and, oh, and Kid also wants him to be the butchest butch in the world. Yeah, why can't you be God. the butchest butch in the world and keep your body cuz you'll be giving up the most precious thing in the world and Max is like, "What? My tits?" And she's like, "No. Being a woman." Right. Max is straight up crying by the right. end of this conversation and she keeps yeah. going she's yeah. like what it's, you feel male inside and he's like yeah i do like i don't it it keeps going and going what and going. an absolute mess it is like i vaguely remember because i i think i blocked this out because this scene <laughs> is so horrifying i remember watching it initially and being like what the fuck mm-hmm. even back then and then watching it yesterday i was just beside myself yeah because i'd forgotten about like, it but how can kit speak on who is the strongest butchest <laughs> like what is that i hate that what what is a warrior and also, to yeah, her like, and also what does the that show mean? portrays her as straight even though i don't read her as straight i don't read her as no, straight either. The, the show kind of does yeah i feel like overall and so for her to be like speaking yeah. on behalf of like the queer right. lady community seems a little weird too yeah i don't know stay in I your mean, lane i guess is my, I, my note <laughs> i would say that i do think they wanted someone in that writer's room thought that talking about being a certain different race on the inside was a good mm-hmm. like topic yeah. and so they and so they put that speech in kit's body yeah and which i don't think she was comfortable with <laughs> i hope i don't I hope think not. i sure don't think she was yeah. i no. sure hope she wasn't right not that it's my place to say that but i knowing what i know of pam greer i cannot imagine she was like yeah this is great dialogue right what but a at great the time point. this was what everyone was saying it, it was, was like it was, yeah. there were like magazine newspaper articles like that said exactly that all the time and they weren't controversial they were like this is this is the this is the discourse i've had conversations with people in the last few years while living in la mm-hmm. where 
queer women have said not the exact same thing, but yeah. they've like tap danced around it, mm-hmm. which made me very uncomfortable to talk to them about being non-binary when yeah. that time came. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It was it went fine, but it certainly made me feel super horrible. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's not a thing. That's not a real thing. There's no like butch shortage. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like, like an endangered yeah. species that's dying off. Right. Like yeah. gingers. Yeah. yeah. It's right. also like people have a multitude of, of identities mm-hmm. within exactly. them. Like I identify as so many different things at this yeah. point in my life that like, I don't know. I'm not trying to make this all about me, but this is infuriating and it's so disappointing and wasn't good then aged horribly. And I just want to set this whole thing on fire. So do I. <laughs> Then we go to the planet. No, we're at the planet already. We're still at the planet. And we right. go to a different part of the planet. Yes. Where Dana and Alice are having lunch with Dr. Susan Love. Who's a real person. Oh, really? Yes, because in the credits it said Dr. Susan Love as herself. Oh. <laughs> but she's a very bad actor, so she must very, be a real doctor. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> yeah, you I, are doing I, everything right, Dana. <laughs> I, did, I did pick up on, on that she was a bad actress, so I thought she was, might be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said that her foundation is working on a cure that involves milk ducts, milk ducts, and like injecting the treatment right into the tumor and nipping it in the bud. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, man, two thousand six. Oh man, yeah. I guess they didn't get Shucks. that research money. No, um, Kim, do you want to talk about your experience with breast cancer? Yeah, 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 yeah. So interestingly enough so at the time i was i was writing for after ellen actually and uh about four days before i was diagnosed uh i was on the phone interviewing melissa etheridge talking to her about her breast cancer it was so weird and i like wrote down the words and went to a gynecologist and she said i needed a biopsy and i literally had the same reaction as dana i was like no it's fine i'm fine everything's great like no big deal and my partner at the time was the Lara and was like, no, babe, like, you know, I feel something there, though. Like, you should go to get it checked out. And I kind of put it off. Honestly, I'd probably waited for, I want to say, like a good year or a year oh, wow. and a half because I was just like, I have small breasts. Like, it's just it's something benign. It's something it's just dense tissue. That's what doctors have always said. But uh, yeah, it turned out to be breast cancer and it doesn't run in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there was no indication there was no. And you look at someone like Dana, by the way, who is like this healthy, mm-hmm. as her mom says, <clears throat> like tough as an ox, like athlete who it just it, but that just goes to show like anybody can get cancer you can be really strong you can be really healthy and still go down for the count and uh and i was living in portland at the time like i said writing for after ellen and then that article was never put out there because we all lost our jobs like two days later and mm-hmm. when the entire website went under and uh mm-hmm. then i went into chemotherapy a month after that wow. uh went through six rounds then i had uh surgery after which is just it's different for everybody. Everybody's treatment's different. Some people have surgery first. Some people don't have surgery. Some people go through chemo. They don't. They have radiation. They don't. So I had a bilateral nipple sparing mastectomy. Then I had reconstruction. Um, my tits are numb now. That's something that like people don't talk about. Like that's mm-hmm. something that's not thoroughly discussed in cancer survivorship. So that's something I have to live with. I had to kind of be in temporary menopause for a long time because my hormones were shut down. I'm just getting my periods back. Super weird. So for the longest time, I didn't feel whole. I didn't feel like myself. It was a complete out of body experience. And 
I'm grateful to be alive, but I would also say like the language needs to be changed big time in terms of the way we talk about cancer, the way we talk about prevention. I mean, there's there's really no such thing. It's it's actually like super not productive to tell people, women and men, like you, oh, you need to. There's this thing you need to take. There, you just eat broccoli. You just do this. You just do that. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one thing that's going to help you out. And I think the better language is risk reduction. And I think that. Uh, you know, anybody feeling like, well, I don't have insurance. Well, I don't have access. There's free screenings. There's, there's plenty of resources now more than ever. Uh, it's, it's changing every single day. It's, it's not what it was in 2006. And I watching, rewatching these episodes, Mm -hmm. I completely saw that. I felt like, uh, again, more gratitude for being diagnosed when I was because we've come such a long way. Mm-hmm. I know that when um, this storyline came out that like one of the creators of the show had said that she felt it was based on her experience, but that she was insulted by it because that the amount of time in which Dana was diagnosed and treated and then died was not realistic. Right. Did you, it, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, that happened super fast. And I think, I mean, there's, there's one thing to be said as far as, I mean, so she had the same thing she had invasive ductal carcinoma, which is what I had on the same side. And uh, it's true that especially in younger people in your 20s and your 30s, that tumors, once they have taken hold of you, they will grow at a more aggressive rate than if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, et cetera. So it can happen really fast. I mean, my insurance actually delayed chemo and then I had to uh, wait and my tumor grew in that time and I was elevated from stage two to stage three. It was hyper scary. And so things felt like they were moving really fast for me. And I was, of course, in survival mode. So I wasn't really stopping to think like, I'm going to die. I wasn't even getting into that self-pity mode that Dana gets herself into because I was in such shock, honestly. But the length, yeah, the duration of time that it takes for Dana to go from this diagnosis, which, by the way, is such a stark uh, experience that conversation she has with her doctor, uh, her surgical oncologist, I guess. I thought that was really lousy. But uh, from that to the end point, it, it was too fast. It was mm-hmm. too fast. It was not realistic. And uh, to be able to have seen maybe more of those innards of what it's like to be coping with something, especially with a character like Dana, who's mm-hmm. we see this tough exterior and we do see her breaking down and she's crying during sex and she's kind of losing herself. And she says, like, I'm look at me, I'm disappearing. We got shortchanged a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see more of that for longer. Yeah. Mm. Even if she did die. <laughs> I just I just keep thinking now. I mean, then like it was like we knew that it was coming because yeah. they had like publicized it, which right. in and of itself was so weird. So yeah. weird. And very confusing. And and as a viewer of the show, you're just like, what? Yeah. Why would you tell us that? And why are you doing this? But now as a person who wants to be making television and yeah. making films, thinking about it in terms of a character's journey and a narrative and a story, it just feels like such a, a waste of a storyline to not give us like to not have her not die right (laughs) so that we can see what that experience is Mm. like especially for Mm. someone like you said like Mm. dana who's young and is generally like a fairly upbeat person she's a professional athlete like (laughs) there's so many interesting things narratively purely when you take everything else away Mm -hmm. just from like telling a story and having that platform it seems like the craziest possible decision Mm -hmm. to go the way they did with this. We see such an evolution with Bette, with Jenny, this raw 
detail that we keep this nuanced detail that we keep getting allowed access back into back into and they just fed that, that they almost brought us there with Dana. they could have done so much with yeah. Dana and and had they allowed her to survive this I mean yeah I, I sometimes think like there was there was surviving the body of cancer and then there's all of this after because like I lost everything like I I would say the only person who's still in my life who was there physically during cancer is like my mom my dad but all my friends my my ex-partner like that's part of a past life and so to start now on this new thread with this like new experience under my belt with this feeling of like I rescued myself it, mm -hmm. it's it that is a storyline unto itself that is an experience of taking that step away and recognizing that you know this retrospective of what you went through uh oh my god to see dana have that that would have just been outstanding yeah yeah whatever yeah you're right so many of the characters on the show like everyone on the show has trauma and everyone mm -hmm. on the show has gone through these big things and they all whether it's flawed or not and right. oftentimes it is yeah. they at least get those storylines and they get the time yeah. to work through it and we see the complicated emotions and psychological effects of these things. Yeah. And with Dana, it was like three episodes later. <laughs> yeah. And it felt really emotionally manipulative. It felt like mm -hmm. the point, like, cause first of all, that nothing about the, the story or the characters or the ensemble was served by Dana leaving. Like there was no, no. she wasn't, there was nothing that she was doing for it. Like there's, there's some characters. who I think on some level hold the story back a little bit, but nothing was served by getting rid of her. And I remember just a lot of discourse at the time of people being like, it would be really meaningful because our rates of breast cancer are higher amongst queer women, I think. Yeah. Like I actually be, wrote that down. Isn't yeah. that crazy? And it's, it's like, I think the American Cancer Society calls, well, one of the reasons they state that it's higher for like the LGBTQ community is because of uh, what they call delayed childbirth or mm. or like mm. never having yeah. children as being a reason for because and and it's just like your exposure to estrogen because for me that was that was what happened it was um estrogen receptive cancer but yeah it, it's kind of wild what you're speaking to that like queer people are at a higher risk yeah like yeah. so many members of the audience probably saw themselves in Dana's journey and then, and then had that ripped her out die. from under them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of seeing her survive, which could have been uh, much more interesting and also like just, you know, more of a, like a gift to the community than this, which felt this just like being slap in the like, face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another, yeah. It's like, why join the stats? Cause I've, I've heard like Eileen Chaikin give interviews in the past about, she kind of goes back and forth between, well, I regret doing this, but also yeah. like I kind of stand behind that. Like this does happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I was one of the, there's 40,000 women who, and I mean, just like they die, I think every year, 40,000 women, is that what I wrote down? Yeah. And uh, this year it was 42,170. Like, I can't believe that I wasn't one of those people. So it's, it's kind of a trip to think that, I mean, yeah, you could just have created the story about the fact that this happens and we need to look at it like, well, what can we do now to, uh, continue researching and funding and and exploring how you know we honor the people who we've lost and I love that future episode where they go on that um the bike ride yeah but I mm -hmm. just but to me by the way I don't as a cancer survivor I like I can't I detest going to like anything mm -hmm. any event like I don't like that cancer's been colorified like pink mm -hmm. or blue I I loathe that. I resent that. So I don't show up to these 5Ks and I don't 
do this because that's to me that's not what's really that's not what it's really about Mm -hmm. i remember when it when the show was airing when this was happening Mm -hmm. thinking that Aaron Daniels either pissed someone off behind the scenes yeah. or won it out of her contract or That's got cast on another show mm-hmm. and had to leave. And yeah. none of those things were true. Right. No. <laughs> and that was, and leading, leading up to it, we all thought Aaron Daniels wants to lead the show. Right. Somehow that became the story. I don't know if anyone said it or if that's what people thought. So like they decided this is how they were going to have her leave the show. And then we found out that no, she didn't want to leave the show at all. And, no. and none of her, and like she was, she still is like really good friends with Leisha and Kate and Jennifer. Like no yeah, she, one wanted. She wasn't to leave like I hope show. I I hope they name a bar after me someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like she didn't want to leave. Yeah. No. Um. And so that's especially kind of like it's very confusing shitty. and yeah. shitty. Anyway, uh, so Dana wants to do whatever she can to help Doctor Susan Love, and that's who knows what'll happen there. Then we go to then we go to wax. <laughs> cut to cupcakes. Yeah. Cupcakes. Guess what? Alice brought cupcakes for the prom. She brought six cupcakes <laughs> because she probably didn't understand that this was an event that was open to the public yeah. and she needs to get them in the fridge immediately. And if anyone who's ever purchased a cupcake from a bakery knows you don't put them in the fridge. No, no. they don't need to go in. So um, they do look like boobies, which is cute, mm-hmm. but there are again, only six of them <laughs> on yeah. an open tray, not in a box. Uh-huh. It's just the, I laughed so hard watching her come into wax. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit transprom, eighties themed wax located mm-hmm. transprom. Mm-hmm. I yeah, bet they were wax. vegan. I bet they were vegan cupcakes. Even they were gluten free and vegan. Yeah, yeah. And that's why there was like only like six. They're like we, it, they're, they're twelve dollars each. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were <laughs> expensive, <laughs> and there's only yeah. six vegans coming. Yeah, uh, two thousand six. It was before the community became entirely <laughs> gluten free and vegan. Right. So that was special. <laughs> Jenny has Jenny has set up a little like g- game. It seems like called transform the. Transler, I guess. Transler, yeah. I'm not. It's uh, there's a gigantic transler just mm-hmm. painted right on a big poster, um. So that's problematic. Yeah, very uh, problematic. Wildly problematic. But this again, this was like when we all were saying thought these words were okay to say. There was a, everyone was picking it up from like Drag Race yeah, and stuff like that. Drag Race, and there was a queer party up in Seattle that took that that name. And um, I remember like everyone mourned its loss when they decided that that was not PC anymore. They were like, we can't use this. And then like all my gay friends in Seattle were like, no, we miss <laughs> it. <laughs> didn't Yikes. didn't Christian Siriano say yeah. it on Project uh, High? Oh, totally. Something and then, yeah, yeah. And then that got picked up by like SNL and they did a sketch mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And then it just like everyone in the world started just using it as if it was like, Hey girl, like if it was like yeah. the same Did, thing. Okay. So Carmen and Shane are putting together a kissing booth. They're bickering. Carmen says Shane has been like checking out after sex. She hasn't come in forever. And she thinks Shane is mad about being in a monogamous relationship and, and therefore like not feeling any sexual desire, which honestly is probably true. Um, <laughs> then everybody is talking about their own proms and um, Shane didn't go to prom because she didnn't finish high school. Max went to prom with Buck Thornton. Buck Thornton. Yeah, he was the captain of the football team. <laughs> yeah, a total closet case. Uh. Carmen didn't go to prom. Carmen didn't go to prom because she snuck off to a porn festival with guess who? Eva Torres. And that night, we snuck off and like we went to this um, this porn festival. <gasps> I know. For real? So we go to this porn festival and she taught me how to 69. Poppy. That's Poppy. That's Fuck Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh, and she shit. taught Carmen how to 69. <laughs> yeah. 
I loved that. What a prom. I'm like, wow, I got my hair cut off the day of my prom. I went to school that morning Aww. with long hair and I went to prom with short hair. My story is not nearly as interesting as this. I went with my boyfriend. Oh, we got in a fight. I skipped my prom like Alice. And yeah. Yeah. My junior go. prom, I went with a guy that was a friend and it was just like a group of friends. And then my senior year, I tried to get a girl that was my friend to go with me <laughs> as friends. Yes, as friends. Sure. And then ended up um, instead basically helping our mutual guy friend get her to go with him. And then I went alone. And that is sort of the plot of my short film. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I did have a lot of uh, butterfly clips in my hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had a lot of sparkly barrettes holding up my <laughs> yeah. new short Like those hair. barrettes that were like bugs. Yeah. Oh, it was like a ladybug God. and yes. a dragonfly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then Max snaps at Jenny because there is like she has like a penis sticking out of the trans pants. pants? Pant? Yeah. Trans pants. And obviously Max <laughs> yeah. is upset like all of us are that, it, that people she's people are going to think they can put a fully erect dildo in their pants. And Which we've been talking about every week. It's, <laughs> it's just like the physics. Dildo yeah. physics yeah. 101. No, but I guess Max says it's um, offensive. But not the, that the that the T word the T right. word slur is in gigantic letters yeah. above it. But the point like, of this is that Max is mean. Yeah. Once again, we're back on the we're back on the trans men are the T makes aggressive you mean like mean. a monster. Yeah. Max is a monster. Then we go to the retreat, uh, where the monk is like, "Hey, Bet, do you feel weird?" And Bet's like, "I feel fine." And well, then she's not talking. Out. She's not talking. But, but her face, her, her face, face says she's all right. She I guess. looks deeply troubled. But yes. she's yeah, very. But she's troubled. just kind of like stoically uh i mean i guess you have to be stoic at a silent retreat but the the monk is like you're allowed to talk now yeah like the hottest monk i've ever seen (laughs) i would not know what to say either right then we go to the backyard pool a great place to learn to swim (laughs) so okay do you want to talk about i just want to talk about henry's commute or will we get to that (laughs) oh my god i just want to first understand the logic of okay so it's a private swim lesson a private swim great when I was a kid and I would go to Florida for the summer and hang out with my family, uh, we did private swim lessons in my oh. aunt's pool. Oh, that, that side of the family has money, not okay. ours. And uh, so it would be like me and my sister and our two cousins and we would do it. But like nobody was like inviting random new people. Like, how did he <laughs> end up there? Who is this man? <laughs> they somehow know this man, Henry, who has a son named Mikey. And then also Helen is there with her two kids, but she doesn't have any lines. And <laughs> then there's the swim instructor. And then there's Tina and Angie. And um, like, obviously, Tina takes a shine to Henry oh, right like away. Immediately. She gets yeah. horned up about yeah. the idea of like mm-hmm. passing off Angelica oh my God. to Henry. Oh my God. She, okay. Okay. Honestly, this blew my mind. They're like in the pool and like whatever. And then she's like, here, take my young child, tiny baby. How old is Angie at this point? Like six months. Yeah. She's like, here, she loves being around men. And I was like, <laughs> what are you Does basing that on? What that? are you basing that on? You don't know that about her. You're basing yeah. that on Angus? Right. <laughs> yeah. Angus. Just because she hasn't murdered him. Because yeah. she's too little to be a murderer. And then she's like, cool, I'm just going to go inside and whip up some snacks. She leaves this <laughs> baby with a man she just met yeah. in a body of water. Don't give your baby to a white man you just meet. He will steal your baby. <laughs> he will <laughs> steal your baby and sell it. What it's if, shocking that Angelica was there when she came out. I know. The Honestly, it was a miracle. Another miracle is that um, Henry lives in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> cannot. He works in Venice. <laughs> he's and, all over the map. And I guess he's, yeah, he's literally <laughs> all over the map. 
He is just in a car a lot. Yeah. And yeah. now here he is in West Hollywood for swim lessons. Very convenient to neither. I mean, it's West Hollywood to Sherman Oaks is an hour. West Hollywood to Venice is an hour. I mean, in traffic. Which in traffic is always, yeah. There's always traffic. Yeah. Anyway, so that is, I mean, this. Uh, I mean, he loves to drive. I guess so. Right? What if that next scene when Tina went inside to make snacks had just been her masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> it probably that's probably I what snacks. happened. Right. Yeah, she never she came back with snacks. Little ding dong and goes for it. <laughs> um, there were no like ants on a log that came outside yeah. <laughs> after that. They're like, I thought you were making snacks. Oh right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> my number. My note for this scene is, oh Christ, in all caps. My note here is, Bet would be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> there was a man in my pool. Yeah. If, she, man on if yeah. she finds out that there was a cis straight white man in her pool, she is going to be so. She needs angry. to call the pool guy ASAP. Yeah. Like, drain it, chlorinate it, <laughs> shock it, <laughs> shock it. And then we go to, I guess, uh, lunch or something. Carmen's. What, wait, what Carmen's, time day? Carmen's, okay. Carmen's family's house. Um, it could be golden hour. It felt yeah, like it a felt little kinda, bit. Yeah. yeah. And Carmen's putting on a record that she mentions to Shane. They used to listen to when Shane would let Carmen go down on her. And Shane is like, Carmen, we are shocking corn in front of your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. This to yourself. Oh, my God. Then her grandma notices that Shane has a tattoo. And that matches. And then Carmen's her mother tattoo. clocks that it matches Carmen's tattoo. So then they know that both of them are in that cult. The, the gay cult? The yeah. gay cult. The yeah. gay cult. That's a real thing. Um, we all have the tattoos and you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. So they would like uh, Shane to come for dinner because there's someone mom wants Shane to meet. Uh, it's probably Mark. Um, <gasps> then we go to... She punches him in the face. <laughs> she, she aggressively shoves a camera into his chest. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by ModCloth. ModCloth designs vintage-inspired pieces made relevant for the right now. Crafted by a team of in-house designers, signature styles include hand-drawn prints, unexpected silhouettes, and an inclusive size range that celebrates all bodies. ModCloth never goes out of style. I personally love ModCloth. I've ordered things from them for years. Their stuff is always so colorful and also really weird. Like they have a skirt that looks like a library. I'm serious. And also there's this super soft rocket t-shirt that I'm wearing right now and I'm in love with it. The website is really easy to navigate. Every item is shown on multiple models, great and plus sizes, and they provide reviews from shoppers with helpful hints and photos. The categories are super intuitive and you can always count on ModCloth to have the cutest vintage inspired swimwear. As a person who can struggle to find things that fit just right, it's so great to see how ModCloth has grown and now has a full range of sizes that fit real human bodies, which is very important to all of us here. We have a very special offer for To Ellen Back listeners to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, including sale items, go to modcloth.com and enter code to Ellen back at checkout. Promo code cannot be combined with other offers. Again, that's modcloth.com and enter code to Ellen back for 15% off your order of $100 or more. I hope you get something really cute. I can't wait to see your new jeans. You're going to look amazing in them. Then we go to Wax Prom. Wax Prom! This is this is painful. This is a painful part of this. The, I want I want to say one good thing first, okay. and get it out of the way because everything else is a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, the eighties hair and fashions Excellent. at the prom yes. are so good. You can tell the wardrobe and hair and makeup departments 
had so much fun with this. Absolutely. Um, everyone looks amazing. I love And they it. all look different and like their yeah. like 80s looks really feel tailored to their own personas. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they really put thought into it. Like what would Jenny wear? What would this person wear? Yeah. Um, ex- and then Shane is just wearing like a tuxedo <laughs> t-shirt. Which of like, course. And I'm like of course Shane wouldn't yeah, have fucking given a shit about yeah. this Shane is like the it ducky does. of this. I thought yeah. Tina should wear that look every single day. Yeah, that like would her hair, great. her yeah. everything. It looked amazing. First, yeah. I think Dana is wearing one of the wigs that Alice bought oh. her. Yeah. Oh my God. I think so. That's you know, very funny. And like I, I wrote in my notes, I thought that Dana, she almost looked like Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> yeah. But it, it didn't. The dress wasn't. It didn't quite no. work. Instead, it, she looks more like she's like in a VC Andrews book or something. <laughs> uh, like like it's she's going to make out with like her brother. <laughs> <in the attic. laughs> yeah. Or like she's the stepmom also. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. I yeah, love, they all I felt love youthful, Jenny's. I love oh Jenny's outfit. Oh, it was I great. Love. Jenny's was so good. It was you, so good. That the, seafoam green poofy yeah. dress. The dress was beautiful. The glasses yeah. made it so... Oh. They like took that outfit to the next level and I almost didn't realize it was Jenny yeah. at first. I was like, yeah. who is Max looking at and being angry about? <laughs> her hair was really was curly. Like, ah! yeah. And also, so is Carmen dressed up as Madonna in like a virgin or Madonna and Desperately Seeking Susan? Oh yeah, I was thinking Desperately Seeking Susan. Think you know what's interesting about it being Desperately Seeking Susan is that Desperately yeah. Seeking Susan <laughs> co-starred oh. Rosanna Arquette, Sherry Jaffe. Sherry Jaffe. Wow, wow, oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Anyway, if Very you haven't seen desperately seeking susan you guys should go see it it's great yeah it's really and also good. watch so some good. old madonna videos those are great yeah <laughs> or don't she's whatever so now that we've gotten the good <laughs> stuff out of the way uh let's get into uh, the bad stuff bad yeah. stuff there's a lot one. their conversation that they have about uh so, yeah it's trans people tina helena and alice as if they are Anthropologists. Anthropologists observing a, a community they've never heard of or experienced for the first time, and mm-hmm. it is the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Alice, like, you know what I just heard? Z doesn't like my new genitals, so I told here to go fuck themselves. Uh, they, they say that they heard a vagina referred to as a bonus hole or a cockpit. I'm like, are you just lurking around? I know. The- first of all, are they just yeah. like, I picture them with those like giant headphones, yeah. and, like, <laughs> those, like, like, like sa- tiny satellite dish looking <laughs> microphones. Um, Helena says, I didn't know it was possible to go through life using gender neutral pronouns. But does anyone is, does anyone use gender neutral pronouns in this scene? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess Z. Yeah. Z. Yeah. That's it. So they're just like skulking around, <laughs> spying on trans people. Right. And then sitting in a corner, loudly talking about all the mm-hmm. new things they heard. Like it's, they're on another fucking planet. She says it's educational. I think they said that they were learning a lot. Good for fucking them. Chandra asked um, Alice on a date. Chandra is a person at the kissing booth. Yeah. 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 She's cute. She is really cute. She's yeah, cute. she is cute. Also really good 80s dress. Yeah. Yeah. Dana's talking to a guy about uh, top surgery. This is, they're really, this is, because they keep trying to marry these two storylines, right? Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And in this one, they get, like, just in case we haven't noticed what they're trying and failing to do. They talk about, they, they literally compare, compare scars surgeries. Ugh. And surgeries, yeah. I, I don't even. I don't even have words for that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't um, know. This guy is a terrible. Two actor. things can be like, true at once. You don't have to marry them. You know, yeah. they That's can the be thing. separate. Things. They can be separate. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. Oh. Dana seems vaguely jealous of Alice going on a date with Chandra. Also, Dana, Helen, and Alice have a very loud, weird, awkward conversation about Chandra in 
complete view of her. She's like staring and waving and winking. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like maybe within earshot. Yeah. That felt very 80s in itself. <laughs> yeah. Like That's we true. were inside of like Can't Buy Me Love or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's an 80s homage, then I'm into it. But I was right. like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Then Max is dancing with Tina and right. And then yeah. Jenny's dancing yeah. with some other guy. Yeah. And then Max gets upset cuts in and is like, you're my girlfriend. You shouldn't dance with some other guy. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me. And she's like, I was sucking his fucking cock, was I, Matt? Damn. And I was like, you know what? That's a fair fair point. Very fair point. (laughs) And so Jenny, like, tries to leave, walk away from Max. And Shane stops Max and says the legendary line. Don't hurt her. Or I'll fucking cut your tits off. I'm going to touch her. Also problematic. But it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only successfully, it's the only successful joke that anyone makes about anything involving us in this entire. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I give Shane that pass for sure. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely comes the closest to succeeding. Yes. Yeah. That's a better (laughs) way to say it. And not being horrifying out of all of the, all of the attempts. Yeah. Um, Max apologizes, says he just can't stand it. Um, and then Jenny's like, I didn't rule out men when I became gay, but if I'm going to be with a man, I'm not going to be with some aggressive macho male pig who has different standards for himself that he does for me. Honestly, good for you, Jenny. Yeah, that that is like, so I'm so proud of her for standing up for herself in that way and being like very specific with what she was saying. But I also want her to know, (laughs) and I know she can't hear me, but I want her to know that there is a term for someone who thinks they might be gay, but is didn't doesn't rule out men entirely. There's several terms. <laughs> yeah. So just want to throw out their show that people can be bi or pan. Absolutely. Just a thought. Just a thought. I felt so sad for Jenny in the scene. Like she yeah. has emerged from, you know, her, all the shit with Marina. Yeah. And then she like God. has the like fake relationship with Carmen. And now she's like in a relationship with someone who's becoming a monster. And it sucks on two levels. One on the macro level that this is not an accurate representation of what happens when someone goes on tea and they're obviously just transphobic and trying to make Max into a monster because they right. think that trans men are bad. Mm-hmm. And then also for Jenny, it's just really sad. Yeah. If like, we're buying the premise, which we're not, but if we were, if we it's, were sad, it's sad for Jenny. If you take out all of the, oh my God of it. You, yeah. It, and you get into like the, the psychological aspects of her character. Yeah. And yeah. The trauma she's been through, like, this, this is just abusive and scary. And very bad. Yeah. abusive and scary. And also this is what the second or third time he's been like physically yeah. aggressive with her. Yeah. There is no mm-hmm. way that her like that she would be still in this at this point. Which, between, I mean, there would be like obviously people say I. Yeah, I'm very familiar with how people stay in abusive relationships for a long time. But um, this I mean, everything these usually it's hidden from friends. And this is none of this has been hidden. It's all been out in the open. Especially with Shane, who is such a like strong, loyal person to Jenny and who has witnessed every single instance of Max's abusive behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so unrealistic that her friends wouldn't be like this guy has to go. Yeah. Yeah, No one's had a conversation with her about it. Yeah. No, no. And that's really sad because I think also it sort of normalized this kind of behavior for people who grew up on this show. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it's just it's fucked up yeah also fucked up tina gets a phone call from henry 
They're going to go on a date. Answering a phone call Boring. at a queer event is homophobic <laughs> and transphobic. She can never hear anyone on I the know. other end of her phone. Why she is she like, answering her phone at these things? Yeah. What? She always, Babe, I can't hear you. What? It's like, yeah, you're at a concert. You want to fuck the senator? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, was, she was at Wax when Ben called to ask if she could fuck the senator. <laughs> another, another, the same thing. another bad sign in a relationship is when... You know, Tina only goes out when Ben is out of town. True. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, she does. That's real. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, wait. Max promises to be a better man. Like the Pearl Jam. I know. It's like, <laughs> like the nine minutes. <laughs> like the nine minute Pearl again. Jam song. <laughs> uh, there was a girl who lip synced that song at um, talent show in my middle school. She sat wow. on the ground and lip synced all of Better Man, which again is it's a nine four minute song. Long. <laughs> it was one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. That would be like someone life. doing that to like November Rain, except yeah. even more boring and less opportunity for theatrics. I choreographed a. a material girl for that talent show well, of course you did because yeah, you're classic. and i had all the girls wear flannel shirts and backwards hats anyway yes. then oh uh prom pick montage that's this is cute. super cute love this moment i love that that's cute shane is like laughing about a story that carmen's mom told her and carmen's like you can be intimate with my family but not with me this made me i, I actually I, sh- I sided with shane in this <laughs> argument i was like yeah don't you want Shane to be right yeah. to be friendly with your family? Like Shane seems like really like excited about spending time with your family. And like, I don't know. It's just, Carmen I was like, can't Carmen, like, she can't like pick a side. Like yeah. she's so like all over the place. Like one second, she's like, God, you're like checking out. And then the next second she's like, how dare you be intimate with my family? Yeah. What, mm-hmm. what do you want? The thing that makes Carmen feel better is Shane saying she wants to take Spanish lessons. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think I think that that's not you can't just say I'm thinking about doing this and then get credit for it. You have to yeah, do you have it. To actually you do it. Download the Duolingo or yeah. go sign up for a class. or Yeah, whatever. I guess they didn't have Duolingo apps in 2006. Then it's the next day. It's the next day. I wrote the assuming yeah. this is the next yeah. day. Yeah. Um, Angus, Angus is pushing for him and Kit to get married. They've been dating for, for what? Five minutes, five a to bit. six minutes. Mm-hmm. This Ugh. is dumb. She doesn't want to do it. She says that she's not getting married until all of her gay friends can get married. Do you remember when this used to be a thing that straight people would say? It gave them like huge points. And it's like, like, I used to be like, wow, that celebrity went and said that. I love that celebrity. (laughs) How great. Wonderful. And then um, Angus like, that makes me want to marry you even more. Let's live together. I, I hated all of it. Yeah. Boring. Then we go to Shani's. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, so Max has a stack of bills on the table. $3,452. Yes. And he says it won't even pay for one tit, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty great line, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then he gets really mad that all of Jenny's rich friends didn't give him a ton of money. This reminds me of crowdfunding oh. my short film. <laughs> Except it was you mad at your rich friends for not it giving me It was me right, mad at my somewhat more well-off <laughs> family members for not donating more money. Right. Um, and by the way, uh, when I had reconstructive surgery after my mastectomy, which by the way, insurance is supposed to cover both of your tits because uh, you're, th- those are your rights when you have any kind of life uh, saving surgery. At first, they only would only cover one tit. So that, that when I, every time I hear this, I'm always like, yeah, touche, touche. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really hits home. Hits home. And wow, yeah, wow, wow. yeah, yeah. Um he gets really mad. He says um, that Helena could have funded his whole surgery for what she pisses away in one day. I mean, all of the 
quote unquote rich people at the party were Jenny's friends. Like, yeah. I, uh, and then he like throws all the money on the ground and yells at her. And it's like, this is so abusive. So he, abusive. He screams, you don't understand. And like this like whiny little kid uh, voice. Yes. And it, and yeah. she's like, I, I, for fuck sure I don't. Like I'm not <laughs> trying to understand. Like I, I'm not trying to tell you that yeah. that's where I'm coming from. I'm trying to tell you to not be a monster to me right yeah, now. She's like, it's you're becoming a completely different person. Yeah. And he yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I related to, like I've been in situations like this where I've just felt the way that Jenny looks like she feels, which is like yeah. she's just quiet. Like yeah. Jenny's usually very outspoken and mm-hmm. loud and has her feelings, but she just like shrinks into herself. Mm-hmm. And her relationship with Tim was kind of fucked up in ways too. And so like, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. I hate this show sometimes. I definitely Ugh. like went into a deep dive of research yesterday about uh-huh. like about the whole like using fake money on screen and all that because yeah. I, I know there, was, up, there was a pile of fake money the close yeah. up of the money is it's like hilariously fake yeah which i of course took a screenshot <laughs> of, and then went and just because you know like I, I there's like all these different like rules about how you can use money on screen and and all that but uh it's n- none of it is interesting so we can move on you can use real money on screen you can you? use real money on screen you just have to make sure that it's not something that people could somehow screen grab and print interesting as ridiculous as that is and like no like visible serial numbers on any of the money mm. um also usually in films it's like an astronomical sum of money it's like yeah, it's, they're it's in like the ransom in like, they're, in like, like a, they're in like a duffel bag or yeah. yeah so um it's just more effective to get uh fake uh prop money but prop money a lot of rules about how that has to be made interesting because it's illegal hmm. to print tender hmm. so it has to be like very different anyway that makes sense not that interesting so Jenny says, and when you get the body that you need, who's going to live inside of it? Is it going to be that sweet, kind, compassionate, gentle person that I met? Or is it going to be this motherfucking monster? Which is a good question. But again, T does not make you into a monster. Right. Correct. Uh, Correct. The next two scenes are very boring and short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tina and Henry are on the beach. Tina's talking about Bet. blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Silent retreat. Bet looks cold. Yeah. She's going to take a shower. Then she doesn't take a shower. Yep. That's yeah, the whole that's scene. That's it very meaningful then we go to another scene i hate i hate all of us oh my god (laughs) with dylan this was so awful this is so bad so we go to dylan's home edit bay (laughs) and she's the first the way this starts is so dumb she's like (laughs) recording footage of helena that's like also like connected to one of the monitors so it's like they're like watching what she's doing at the same time whatever it was like in those mtv documentaries where the, yeah. the dj would say there they'd be the tvs in the background that were like stacked up on uh, you know what i mean oh man and, and then she gets closer and closer to her she's face like, this is how i'm gonna shoot the subjects i'm like you already shot the film helena why does no one understand how a film is made also really that's how you're gonna shoot them she's like really close it's up. terrible i know she probably the, their mouth. filmed the confession tapes that it's we very, see like later blair in. witch project yeah. Yeah. it's a little too close yeah it's it's so weird and then we see that the red little red light is on we know she's recording this and i'm like helena please don't talk oh no. shut your mouth shut your mouth <laughs> shut your mouth mm-mm Sometimes Uh, Helena is just like a tiny little bunny who doesn't know what's going on. And so she is like, how can I talk about your project when I want you to fuck me? Take your shirt off. It becomes like they're doing like a power game. Yeah. Helena loves a power game. She sure does. And 
if you are a wealthy heiress of one of the wealthiest families in the world, do not let somebody film you <laughs> saying... Honestly, saying anything. Anything. Right. But, but especially... Definitely <laughs> not, I will not fund your film unless you have sex with me. Don't <laughs> say is, it. Which is literally what happens. Yeah, yeah. Literally. And she it goes on and on. And it she sure keeps does. saying more things yeah. that just like double and triple down yeah. on By the, the end, she's like, if we're not doing anal with a strap on, I am not funding your film. Your film, I'm throwing it in the trash. We are doing foot stuff or there's no movie. <laughs> this camera I'm recording you on right now, I'm going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that sucked. <laughs> We're at dinner with Carmen's family. They've invited um, a carpet oh a carpet cleaner over. Yeah, to meet Pablo, Shane. the that's, carpet cleaner. That's who, that's who. First of all, the scene starts and the captions on Netflix just said "spirited conversation," which <laughs> oh. um, felt like some real coded uh, racist language. Wow, for a table of people speaking in Spanish. Yep, uh, Shane has shown up to be set up with a man wearing a, a shirt and tie. Oh. <laughs> yeah and uh he's a carpet cleaner and shane's very sweet yeah she yeah is. as always as always yeah, as very always. respectful yeah, very respectful mm-hmm. very sweet yeah she and wants to be in this family yeah, yeah. She's, yeah she's like been embraced by this family she mm-hmm. doesn't have one of her own and she can tell that she's like into it but carmen is not no she doesn't nope. want that she's like you're pimping out shane <laughs> and then uh she's like in spanish she's like shane is my girlfriend and her mom is like, I don't know what you're saying. Like her mom is like in complete denial about it. Yeah. And then Carmen's just like, we live in the same house. We sleep in the same bed. This is great. It's great to do that over a dinner. Yeah. I know her sister is like, really? You had to yeah. do this right. <laughs> her sister's like, like selfish. Do <laughs> yeah. How dare you right now? Her poor really? like long suffering sisters had to deal with her shit. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love a good family dynamic, especially some siblings. So of course her mom throws them out yeah yeah so we're just yeah, really leaning sucks. into stereotypes and into weird writing yep okay so we're back at dylan's <sighs> edit bay apartment mm-hmm. workplace live workspace twist. i love that helena would not go to tina's condo but she's totally right down. what <laughs> is, is that oh my god dylan has to throw a key down to her, for her know, to get like in, in rent yeah. like helena has really lost some of her edge here she's way too into dylan and it's clouding all of her judgment it sure is that's fair that's correct yeah that's correct so she's going to a meeting and she tells dylan like she wants to invest her own money because she believes in her and the project this is such a problematic way to run i have a very very big question here what is the budget (laughs) what has been shot what hasn't been shot what has her studio already put up for it and how much more does she think (laughs) it needs again it's a documentary. Uh-huh. It's a documentary. Right. Maybe it's March of the Penguins. It's not. <laughs> I wish it was. It's a documentary. And so then Dylan sits down in her grungy stairwell and is crying. And then out comes Cylon Danny. Who's been there the whole damn time. <laughs> sure has. Earlier, Helena told Alice that he was in Ohio or something. He was away. He yeah. was away or in, in Minnesota. I don't remember. <laughs> and Danny's like, did you get it? And she's like, I think I got it. And she's really upset. And she's like, I got it. And she's like crying and he's like and he's so like excited. Up, yeah. Yeah. He loves blackmail. And I think Dylan is learning that sometimes blackmail is not as fun as you think it's going no, to be. No, no, it's not. Especially when your evil Cylon boyfriend is coercing you into doing it. Yeah. I know that he's not playing a Cylon in this. But like, series, is, he? is he? Right. Right. I don't know that he's not playing a right. Cylon. Every time I look at him, I just think about him being like trapped when they like first put him in like a some sort of holding cell yeah, or yeah, something because yeah. they weren't sure yet what was the deal was. They're like he could be a Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He that's also how could I just feel be a him. man. Yeah. Either way, we should lock him up. Yeah. Then we go to Donna's. 
<laughs> not the bar, her Donna's. apartment. Dana's. Alice shows Dana's up with house. a bunch of movies she rented. Rest in peace, Blockbuster Video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and Dana's kind of mean and a little short with her because she knows that she's going on a date with Chandra. And Alice is like, I can stay. And Dana's like, no. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just cranky. I'm being like, go on your date. I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling great. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, Whatever. And And she's probably going through chemo side effects. And I wrote in my notes, I wish that Mr. Piddles was here for her right now. (laughs) I wish that Tanya hadn't murdered the cat. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that Tanya hadn't done that so that she could have like a companion at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. They should, someone should have gotten her a new cat. Right. Or in in my opinion, a dog. I was going to say a dog. But there's like no animals. But then you'd have to like, Walk the dog. That's a little more work mm. than right. a cat. Well, Although I probably think a dog yard. is better, just in general, because I'm, I'm a dog person. Yeah. Dana asks for a blanket, and Alice finds the ugliest blanket the world has ever seen. We and just you know there's, <laughs> there's cuter blankets in that. Yeah, house. the couch is ugly. The throw pillows are ugly. The the blanket is. <laughs> I ugly. I want to get Dana like an interior decorator. Yeah. Yeah. Like who did hell in a Peabody's house? Bobby. Bobby Burke. Then um, we go to Bettina's where Mikey's like, and she eats a lot of sand. And then Henry and oh Tina God, are like, wait, is anyone concerned about kids eating sand? Is this a thing? Do kids just eat sand? Why is Angie, a tiny baby, less than a year old, <laughs> eating sand? She's I get gonna, it. She's going to grow a sand eat, castle in her stomach if she keeps stuff, eating you know, sand. Kids eat glue. Kids eat whatever they found on the floor. So like, but Mikey's like a, like a little older. He's like five. So... I don't know. I don't think a baby should be eating sand, but what do I know? What and, do I know? I am not a parent. And then Henry just goes and tells him to like wait in the car by himself, which I feel like is not <laughs> like He's going to drive that car right away. Or like drive it out of there. Baby driver. Die from like a heat situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Is the car running? Is right. the AC what on? What is this? What month is it? <laughs> it's the month in which Tina and Henry are going to kiss on the mouth. And then <laughs> Tina, <laughs> Tina's like, stay for dinner. She's, she's so horned up. So she's like, stay I for know. dinner. And she like snacks. she like runs inside to start like whipping up like a pasta probably. What, yeah. what I could make? not stop thinking about that. I was like, what is she gonna make? Yeah. Like, is she buzzed? Have they had like wine spritzers? Like, what's in her brain right now? Yeah, they gonna cook up a stir fry. They definitely have had rose all day. I think they did absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god! Back to Incredible. the retreat. Bed is like fidgety during a meditation. She can't find her stillness or her resolve. She is. I love ext- this. Her, every scene of her this episode has been like escalating moments of distress, and now she's just crying. Well, like, and at first, is it is it everyone's voice around her, and uh-huh. then just hers, or is it just like her voice the entire time? Because she's trying to find mm. her meditative voice, and she's like, "Find me, grant me the serenity," and mm. she's just shaking her head every time, like, "Nope, that's not it." Nope, and I'm <laughs> laughing to myself because that tracks. That's bet. Like, yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. she cannot come up with one meditative thought to say her you know her yeah. soul yeah i related not. deeply to this scene <laughs> yeah it was um, great and then we're back in malibu oh helena's calling dylan <laughs> she's Helena not is walking along the beach <laughs> leaving dylan a voicemail like i i've already out oh. of my meeting about how i was gonna get you more money uh-huh. and i just like oh i miss you so much and i want to see you and then oh man <laughs> serves her a lawsuit on the beach what if you're gonna get served a lawsuit? Where would you rather be? Would right you like to be served your, on a beach? Your beach That's mansion. That's a beautiful spot for yeah. a lot for a subpoena. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. Oh my god! So sexual harassment <laughs> lawsuit <laughs> has been delivered. That was fast. Wait, they literally did that. That was like a in few like two hours. hours. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They well, had that on deck. Yeah. <laughs> basically, there's nothing that happens in this entire episode that makes any sense. At all. <laughs> basically, it's all terrible. The only thing that makes sense is Tina liking Henry. Yeah, Tina liking Henry. Yeah. (laughs) 
You're right. No, I agree. That makes total yes. sense. And her like bomb ass 80s uh, hairdo. That's the it. The only thing that makes sense are the 80s clothes. <laughs> yeah. Full stop. The only thing that makes sense is is uh, Carmen dressing up in the outfit that Madonna wore in the movie that she was in with Sherry Jaffe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yep. It does. The idea that the character of Sherry Jaffe would have been in a movie with Madonna when she yes. was younger also tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. Still don't know why this is called lead follow. <laughs> the way. Oh my God. Yes. Why? <laughs> Listen. Um, so then we go to Alice and Chandra's date. I'm pretty sure that Chandra's wearing a shirt that Dana has worn in a previous episode. I hated it then. I hate it now. I didn't like it. Um, and they're talking about their mommy issues and their exes. And their exes. And their exes. So right classic first date. Wow. Classic uh, first date. Classic lesbian date. She talks about the deep, intimate, sexless relationships we form with our exes, and, and then how she vacations every spring with her ex. Right. Right. At their silent Buddhism retreat <laughs> in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. Dana calls. Alice is like, "Yeah, I'll totally come over after dinner." And then she calls again, and yeah. Alice is like, "Okay, she sounds really scared." I'm going to go. And she's very, very, like, very apologetic. And mm -hmm. But um, it was the right move to leave this dinner. They have an awkward handshake. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. That's funny. So Dana's on the couch shivering. Yeah. And she's saying she's feeling, feeling really sick. And she's, like, burning up. And, and tells Alice to call the doctor. This reminded me of a Lifetime original movie that I used to watch <laughs> starring Cherry Jones and Brooke Shields Ooh. called called What Makes a Family. <gasps> um, Cherry Jones gets lupus and dies and Brooke Shields has to fight for custody of their child because they're in a gay relationship in Florida in the 80s. And Cherry Jones family is like, how dare you have this child? This isn't your child. Like homosexuality is is a sin. Uh, and when we go into Dana's apartment and we see her there, that was literally, that's what Cherry Jones looks like in that movie when she's like dying from lupus. And I saw that, you know, 10 years, 15 years before I saw this scene. So like, imagine like this, like you're cursed. Like if you're a gay person, I was thinking like, oh, like you're gay, you have cancer, you're dying, you're on, you're, you're cursed. Yeah. Wonderful. This looks great. I remember around the time this came out because I was in college and my friends and I were like, like young queer people in college and it was like the mid early mid 2000s so we were like we were like watching a lot of queer content and like renting every movie and we were like how come every gay movie is like if it's about lesbians one of them gets breast cancer and dies yeah and yeah. if it's about gay men at least one, one of them dies from aids yeah yeah it, yeah. it is like the thing that happened in every single movie I and feel like if, curse, if, yeah. um, if there's a movie with gay men where only one person dies of aids then that is almost like, a miracle a right yeah so oh. she is, yeah, so she's freezing, but she's like, like Dana feels like she's freezing, but Alice, when Alice feels her skin, she's like burning up. And I, and it was good because like what does track is, you know, she's like, call the doctor. And I, I actually had to do that four or five times where I had a fever or I, um, like chemo gives you the craziest side effects. Like it's not, I can't even compare it to like getting really super sick. Like when you have like a bad winter cold, like mm -hmm. there's nothing to compare that sensation to. So, but like oncology runs as like a 24 hour triage. Oh, wow. So you can call and they're there and someone will answer and figure it out for you. Damn. Yeah. So we go briefly to Shenny's where Shane is really mad at Carmen for being so shouty at dinner and coming mm -hmm. out and, and being whatever. Um, and Shane doesn't want to lose Carmen's family and doesn't want them to hate her or blame her for anything. Right. Because that's what happens. Yeah. And then 
Ooh, and then Carmen I is like, <laughs> what do you know about family? Oh, God. I've had the same argument with someone where they said something like this to me. Wow. Jesus. And I was like, wow. So now now we're just now oh. we're now insults to me also include that my dad died. Like, that's great. Jesus. So Jesus. I felt really bad for Shane here and also felt Shane. like that. Like, I never forgave this girl for saying that to me ever. I still haven't forgiven her. Like, no. I don't think Shane has to ever forgive Carmen for saying that. Carmen's yeah. hitting her literally where she knows it hurts, where it right. counts the most. That's yeah. unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then Alice calls. Jane is in the hospital. Her chemo is breaking down her immune system and she has an infection. Right. Yes, they were able to get all that information that quickly in the middle of a fight yeah. over yeah. a phone call. Uh, impressive. And then we go... Uh. Back to Tina, right? So we're like, oh no, as an audience, we're like, what is happening to Dana? <laughs> oh. Instead of telling us what's happening with Dana, let's go, let's go back and have Tina and Henry have sex. Fuck around with Tina and Henry. Ew. Were they? I couldn't tell. Were they in their bedroom or in like a guest room? Yeah. I think they were. Oh, I don't know. Didn't I, they start I, on I, the bed? I couldn't watch this scene. It was <laughs> awful. It was, well, they started on the bed and then Tina goes, no, no, no. But she was saying like, I don't want you to go down on me. Yeah. She wants to get fucked she with the penis. Right. She just wanted to go straight for that. But yeah, I couldn't. T I think they were in their bedroom. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just I don't like the way they have it. Like Tina's like seems to be like enamored. Like she like touches his chest. Like oh, oh I'm so glad to be with like a big burly it's, man or whatever. Yeah. What, listening to her heavy breathe over that was not okay. Ugh. There was so much, and also the way they kissed was super noisy. It was like a <laughs> like if you had misophonia, there's no way you would be able to make it through this scene. <laughs> it was like smacking, smacking yeah, noises, so and like there's nothing. I th you know it's great. Like I liked having sex with men when I used to do it. It was fun in its way. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah, that. That's fine. But yeah. I, I don't want I don't. I, that's not why I'm watching this show. No. Right. No. Mm -mm. You know. Meanwhile, Bet is wandering around the meditation <laughs> site, calls the house and leaves oh a voicemail. Leaves a message to Angie. Angie <laughs> while <laughs> Tina and Henry are having sex like in their the bedroom. Line, right? Yeah. Like on the answering machine. Yeah. And, and her, her message is ridiculous. Her message by the way. goes on She's forever. She's like, hi, Angie. And then a bunch of adult stuff. <laughs> and then just so much stuff that you would never want to tell your daughter even if she were 16 she goes i miss my art i miss my things i miss my house my yeah but i just want to be able to kiss you good night that's the last thing on her list um first of all is <laughs> better is better taurus is mm. better taurus because those would be the things i would miss i mean i would um, too i'd be like i want i, I want miss my, my bed, bed. I miss my snacks. anytime i'm gone for more than like a night i'm like i want my bed, <laughs> my bed so comfy <laughs> um her loneliness is killing her she is yeah. britney spears oh <laughs> People basically are writing pop songs in this episode. Like they this sure is like the are. third time. And then she says, I want, I want, I want like over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. I and hope cries that, into a voicemail. I hope that Tina saves this message. And she's like, and she actually couldn't understand what you were saying. Cause like she's, Cause she's a baby. six months old. But Henry but, and I are in everything. <laughs> we <laughs> this as the soundtrack. Fucked, yeah. I want, I want, I, I want. Yeah. And it's like, the door. Yeah. It's the door. With the penis. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that, I that Tina should save the message be like I couldn't I couldn't play ranch she didn't get it but when she's older I'll play it I'll play it for her yeah you know let's just put a like, hold on it hey mom mama B called yeah and here's what she had to say <laughs> yeah do you remember what you don't but anyway you your mom left you this message 10 years ago now you're old enough to understand it play people leave the best like answering machine messages on the L word like yeah. Jenny it's Marina yeah. I was thinking, thinking about, about you, you. yeah Click. Uh, and then we cut from whatever the fuck that was right <laughs> back to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. 
in case we weren't wondering. Ah, Dana is being taken away by a bunch of doctors and nurses. And Alice is like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Dana wants her to stay and they won't let her stay. They won't let her go. Yeah. Go with her. So that's the episode. Wow. What a what a feat of television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. What did we learn this week? We learned We learned that the title made no sense. We no. learned that um we got we got so many so much great things. We got stereotypes about um negative negative unfair untrue stereotypes about trans people mm-hmm. um we got an abusive relationship that no one is trying to stop mm-hmm. um we got a uh a sexual harassment lawsuit <laughs> from a, from that was served in two hours from <laughs> from a cylon and a lesbian pretending to be a straight person huh. in real life and on, truly for, the gayest looking actor on the show yeah. it's like yeah that's oh, yeah. we got Never. um dana deteriorating rapidly we got Tina and Henry having sex. Um, we got to see T- Henry's whole back. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Is he a ginger? He's a classic freckly ginger man, isn't he? I can't tell. We got Carmen Carmen and her wonderful family getting into a huge fight. I mean, wow. We got Carmen saying something terrible to Shane. And everyone's saying terrible things about trans people. Everyone's saying, Brett, Bet not saying a goddamn word <laughs> until, the very, until the very end. Until the very end, where she said way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue she could have said less in the voicemail. I would say this episode was a complete shit show. <laughs> what if the voicemail mm-hmm. was just like, Angie, it's Mama B. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Well, I guess you're sleeping because it's nighttime and you're a baby. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. That would have been really funny. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's the opposite of that. No, no one in this show or in Generation Q knows how to leave a proper voicemail. Correct. I hope that people who are watching the L Word for the first time think that that Bet's leaving a message on like an iPhone 11. <laughs> yeah. <for Angie>. yeah. <laughs> and that's like just next to her, like in her crib or whatever. It's it's a voice memo that <laughs> yeah. she's just going to text her <laughs> and she can just save it forever. Yeah. <laughs> Real. Yeah. Poster- for posterity. Um. Has anyone's feelings about this episode changed at all between the first time they saw it to now? I thought it was terrible then, and it's even worse now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree that it was terrible then and even worse now. Because I don't know Absolutely. that I, I had all of the the knowledge and like vocabulary and things right. like that then. Like I knew I knew what I was watching was I did not think it was good. And I, I remember thinking it was really fucked up and I was like what is going on with Dana this is such a weird storyline why is this happening so fast and like this stuff with Max is horrible and but now as an old person watching it I'm just yeah beyond horrified it's weird what they like what scenes go on the bookends of like of the Dana scenes like these like hypersexual like uh, there was a scene in a couple a couple episodes before this where like Helena and Dylan are boning down on the beach and it's so like nipple heavy, like their scene is mm-hmm. so like boob heavy, like sexy that I it, and you go from you go straight from like Dana deteriorating to like and like feeling awful about herself to that. And I, I would say that before cancer, watching scenes like that would have posed no problem for me. But now watching all of that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really hard to watch. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I also didn't realize yeah, the yeah. degree to which 
Yeah, because I guess I hadn't really been in an abusive relationship quite yet. So I didn't really, I didn't rea- realize. That's the that. other thing. That's the other thing. We were just talking yeah. about this yesterday about how watching, there's a lot of examples of abusive relationships yeah. on the yeah. show and like varying types of abusive relationships. Yeah. But I, I, my key takeaway from the show was never that those were abusive relationships. Never. Which I is know. probably what led me to be in <laughs> bad relationships still, for a long time. Yeah, I'm yeah. still in denial about abusive relationships. Maybe I should just be blaming the L word. Yeah. Yes. Blame the L word. I think I should. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's not like these people in these relationships are unredeemable you know like it's not like let's like like, let's kick bad out of our social group it's like no someone needs to sit down and be like this is not a proper way to treat someone right and like see what could happen i don't know oh my god Mm. and by the way jenny haters i don't i don't quite get that because (laughs) i will say like as a jenny as a strong jenny supporter (laughs) she she was so there for bet when bet cheated on tina and she was very understanding and she was like listen like I think we're all just humans and that like things mm-hmm. just get fucked up. And Bet was like, why are you being so nice to me? Yeah. yeah. So if anything, this rewatch of the show has made me more appreciative of Jenny. Yeah. But okay. I will, I will, I will wrap that in a, in a container of at the point of late season three. Yeah. 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 So I think that, uh, this sucked. <laughs> I'm really, this, really pulling for Angus and Kit, though. I hope they work their oh, shit wow, out. Wow, I really wow. hope they can make it work. Those two crazy kids. Ugh. Oh, my God. Um, Sorry, wow. guys. <laughs> Look, we're, we're all dealing with it. We're all getting we're getting through we're these getting episodes. We're getting through these episodes. There's, there's a... Sorry for you guys for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Next week, we're going to go it alone because we cannot subject another person to having no. to recap. Yeah. 310. Yeah. I know. I, I was like, there's no way we can ask someone, hey, you want to uh-uh. come? No. No, that's just our burden to, hear, to bear. Light a it candle is. and just. We will light several candles. Yeah. yeah. And and that's going to be next week. So you can all look forward to that. Maybe lead follower get out of the way was a reference to the meditation circle. Or like, you know, where they walked in the circle. Oh. Who is leading the circle? It's a circle. The hot monk. Oh. Hot monk. Hot Maybe. monk. Yeah. I would assume hot monk. Like, Clearly, hot monk like works there. You know, it's like. <laughs> did you think? I thought they they were gonna have shower sex for I a second. Wanted I wanted. I thought that too. Silent shower sex. Bet gave that per that classic <laughs> bet periphery. Yeah. Like, I see your naked body right there, but I'm not gonna like completely. Look. I know. So, yeah, yeah. I was hoping did. for that. I, I always am. I always really appreciate an extra who's like, I have one line, but it's fine. I'll be naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Anyway, great week in Canada. So great week. great week in Canada. Uh, I'm going to go on a silent retreat for next week. So I don't have to talk about 310. Yeah. Do you have any um, projects or anything you're working on that you want to plug? And if not, tell everyone your socials regardless. Well, I'm writing a pilot right now, but that's, nice. that's still in deep development. And uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Kim Hoffman. I'm on Twitter at the Hoff. It's the underscore Hoff. And that's it. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Thank you yeah. for, for sharing your insight and your experience. Of course. Um, of course. Is there anything else you want to say before we're done? Uh, if anyone listening is afraid to talk about cancer or needs someone to talk to about cancer, needs has questions, please feel free to reach out. I am an open book. I am happy to talk to you. Don't be scared. That is a wonderful sentiment. That is wonderful. To end, yep. to end things on. on I'm internet. Otto Wynn on Instagram and Twitter. My website that you may have heard of is Autostraddle um, on the same things. And also um, our Instagram for the L Word podcast show. 
There's got to be a better way is, to say what you're saying. Is, I'm a writer. And we <laughs> and have I'm an uh, editor. socials. And the Instagram names is to Ellen Back. To Ellen Back on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Carly Tron on everything. Uh, you can email us at to at gmail.com if you want to talk or yeah. say hey or have an idea. Or we have a hotline that you could call. It's 971-217-6130. You could call us, leave a message. Maybe you'll hear it on the end of the season wrap-up episode. Who knows? But you could do that. We also have merch. Yeah, we have merch. Go to store.autostraddle.com. You can pick up to Ellen Back t-shirts to Ellen Back stickers or uh, Bet Porter for Mayor 2020. Our theme song is by Beastead. Well, our logo is by Kara Sykes and the production and editing and mixing and everything that you uh, experience with this podcast was done by Lauren Karen Klein. And now is the time where we say our L words. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready. One, two, three. Loop, Lemon dry. Let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said, let me leave. Oh, cool. Because I, <laughs> I want to be done with this. Yeah. I said, lemon drop. I said Luke Perry. Who's on your t-shirt? I'm wearing a Luke Perry t-shirt. It's a great t-shirt. Yeah. I went through cancer, by the way, at the same time as Shannon Doherty. Super weird. Yeah. Whoa. You're like connected. Very connected. Yeah. A true Brenda. (laughs) Love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with an absolute nightmare. Squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way. That-